You are listening to The Kirk and Baker Show. I'm David Baker. And I'm Rogers Kirk. Good morning, Dave. Well, good morning, and it's always good to have The Kirk and Baker Show rolling here as we're into our stride of doing another episode of The Kirk and Baker Show. And we brought along a special guest to oh, talk yeah. about something positive today. Yeah, it's really needed in this day and time. I mean, we just had job statistics out very recently in the United States of had so many uh, many jobs opening uh, that was created. But still, when we look around in our communities, there's still so many people who s- seem like can't find a job or, you know, uh, just not working. You know, right. and I think that our guest today will help uh, in, a, in a great way a lot of people to help them to uh, prepare themselves f- for jobs. Right, and I see some of the fast food restaurants even are paying better wages than the minimum wage and some of the shift leader positions almost $20 an hour for some of those right so. you know we argued for years about making sure that uh getting a living wage and you know th- you look around now you know the economy is such even though it seemed like you know things are going uh, south but you know they they're paying living wages you know some jobs even like the the fast food places paying over $15 right an hour yeah right well, we want to welcome Chuck Taylor Thank to you. the Kirk and Baker Show. Welcome aboard. Glad to be welcome, here. Welcome, welcome. And Chuck is going to offer some tips for landing a job, hopefully, and a job prep. Um, also, uh, when you get to the interview, what do you do? Um, what do you do? And I remember one of the cardinal rules used to be that when you come in for the job interview, you don't sit down. Until they tell you to sit down. That is very true, David. Okay, okay, I remembered and, and that one. My list, matter yeah, of fact. Yeah. Okay. All right, but I I think of that right away, and I've mm-hmm. seen people do that. I've I've seen people pop into my office without permission or without an appointment, and they just they don't even knock. Sometimes they just walk right in and sit down. Sit down. And I think, wow. Okay. okay. You own this place. Who are huh? you? Yeah. Right. Well, one of the things in management, you know, I, I was in management for for many years, over twenty years with FedEx. I can call a name, FedEx, yeah, right. uh, for 20 years. And uh, and having, as a uh, first-line manager, did a lot of interviewing uh, for uh, employees, uh, workers uh, to come in. And so, you know, had a lot of courses, not only from college uh, in management, but also uh, the company took us through, you know, classes of behavior interviewing and things like this. And then when I see young people going into jobs for interview, they, I mean, the way they dress, you know, I mean, I, I, I've literally seen them with pajamas on, you know, mm. going and looking for jobs, you know, no enthusiasm <laughs> right. and right. none of that stuff, you know, and uh, and that's the kind of culture that we're, we're, we're living in right. now, you know, and, and I think the kids, uh, anyone, needs this what Chuck is going to bring to us yeah. so that, that they can, you know, if they want a job, you got to prepare yourself for the job. Oh, and it's back to school, right, Chuck? And, back, right. and some people are new to the community because they're attending a college or university here, and maybe they don't have the job in the Quad Cities. They had a job at home where they worked at the ice cream shop or mowed lawn. <laughs> But mowed some lawns, not just one lawn, but yeah. uh, hopefully more than one. But they they are looking for a job. Looking so, Chuck job. Taylor, what do you do? So, you're who are we aiming this at first? Maybe somebody in their teens? Is well, that what we're looking at? It can work both ways, actually, Dave. Uh, this is 
my notes here have been targeted, and I must uh, give credit where credit is due. My wife right now is a retired deer employee, but she they called a number of retirees back into the situation, mm -hmm. and she's recruiting. Mm. So she she was a, she's an expert on this, quite frankly, and yeah, I had her yeah. kind of got her involved. But anyway, okay. One of the first things that uh, should be considered when you're going looking for a job is the pre-interview. You have to sit down with that prospective employer and have a pre-interview practice with either a friend, okay, a parent teacher, someone that you trust and that will be straight up with you from the standpoint, well, you did a pretty good job on that, but we need to work on this other job skill. So we'll package that and call it a pre-interview, a practice interview okay. might even be a better term for that matter. Well, you hone that and get that in order to where it sounds good and you're comfortable with it because most interviewers are going to pick up a nervous person. It's nothing wrong with being nervous because that says that you're taking what you're doing seriously, but on the other right, hand, right. but on the other hand, uh, you may even perspire <laughs> yeah. for that matter. So right. that's real world. Right. So anyway, let's say you get through that, kind of get your skills set together and so forth. Then you get, uh, call up and try to get an actual interview. You're going to have an employer or a, a prospective employer, maybe I should say it that way, um, would be your first in, individual to uh, talk to depending on the jobs that you're looking for. You try to get that interview because now you're a little bit better prepared because you had a pre-interview. You kind of have some expectations on uh, what's going to be said, what's going to be asked of you, and what you need to know uh, for that matter. Then the biggie, the biggie, the biggie is the resume. you got to have a resume. When you get to that interview and they're going to say, well, come back and bring a resume, have a resume. It's that mm. simple. You can't resume off the top of your head, <laughs> yeah. quite frankly. Right. You have to have something written down. It's, it's, it's your work history, if yeah. you will. I got a question on the resume. Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> I've been told a resume should not be more than one page. And there was a point in my life when I was very young, and I think I had three pages because I must have been full of myself um, <laughs> to tell people that much information. You but may? yeah, oh, he was showing but off. I, list, I was showing off yeah. because I was editor of the school paper, and then I listed all of the duties I did and the and the honors I had gotten. And sometimes, do you leave that brief? Uh, is brief better? Because I think if I saw a three-page resume now from somebody, mm -hmm. uh, unless it's somebody like Gandhi coming in for an interview that. Uh, <laughs> You know, or Pastor Kirk, if he he could have a three page resume, but no. But do you think that works being brief? Yes, nowadays particularly so because a lot of people are working at home, and 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 in many cases you don't want to have to hand that person or you can't hand that person that interviewer a three page resume. Okay, yeah. you can probably email a one page and they'll read that, but they're not going to read three pages because they may be stacked up with people, additional indiv individuals uh, uh, wanting to uh, interview with them. So no, one page. In fact, I'll kind of uh, divert directly to this business about uh, online people working at home. Um, for example, in my business, I have a lot of recruiters trying to recruit me to sell their insurance product. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you right now, if 
10 of them call me in any given month, and that's real world, four or five of them will be working from home. Mm -hmm. See, so wordy resumes don't fly nowadays. Uh, mm -hmm. It's that simple, and I'll just right. shut it down at that. Okay, okay. Um, a list of references would be the next thing you'd want to have. The better the reference, it doesn't have to be, you know, the president of a, of a multi-billion dollar company as a reference, but certainly it should be someone of some <laughs> honor and mm -hmm. righteousness and so forth. Uh, ideally, if that individual is well-known in the community, all the better with a good reputation. And you should get permission, right? So if I yeah. put down... Thank you, David. Yeah, if I correct. put down on my resume, I put down Rogers Kirk as a reference, mm -hmm. I should ask him first. Yes, Yes, you, you don't. Because he might deny. He might say, Dave, Dave, you may be my co-host with the Kirk and Baker show, and we're friends, and I've got a relationship with you, but I can't be a reference for you for a job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I made my brother smile this morning. I'm glad. He's liking that. But it's true. you got to ask permission. And I, I've been in the position before, it's very embarrassing, where People have used me as a reference mm -hmm. without talking to me first. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What do you do about that? I've had quite a number of those as well. Yeah, I bet you do. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And sometimes there are people, to be very honest, that you don't want to say anything about because I, I, I'm afraid from a legal standpoint anymore, you know, if you make a negative statement about someone, if that comes mm -hmm. back on you. So, right. so I know that when uh, – I worked at WQAD. They refused to give references. That's when it was owned by the New York Times group, and they're owned by a different company now. But mm -hmm. at that point, the New York Times broadcast group refused to give any references for any employees. They could only confirm. I'm not sure how it was yeah. at FedEx, but they, they could only confirm that you were employed and the position you did and the dates you were there. Right, and that's what most of them would do now, you know. Yeah. So you got to find somebody that might say a little bit more. That's that been the yeah. case, Dave. You're so right about that. That's been the case for the last, that I know of, 15 years. Yeah. Because when I left the pharmaceutical industry, good, bad, or indifferent, only thing they're going to give is your name <laughs> and how long you worked there and right. maybe your job title. That's it. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. Because companies got sued because the the prospective uh, individual looking for a job didn't get the job and then he's going to go back and say well my former employer badmouthed me mm -hmm. and, and companies got sued and had to write checks you yeah. see so right. that's how that works okay. so, so that's references that's okay. references all right uh good good feedback on that yeah. dave yeah. work history work history is important you mm -hmm. got to know that employer actually is going to, or prospective employer, I should say, wants to know what you did and how well you did it. Now, I hear uh, Paula virtually every day. She works four days a week doing this. And one of the things that I think is very, very funny, she will ask them, and this is a planned professional script that Deer has put out there for them to use. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, how about strengths and weaknesses? So they'll go okay. through their strengths. Yeah. But then she's going to say, well, what are your weaknesses? And I'm thinking, well, who's going to want to say, well, I got fired or I got laid off or, or any weakness? So I'm always late. I'm always late. <laughs> yeah, thank you, David. So I'm figuring whatever weaknesses they say, if they're a good weakness, and who knows what a good weakness is? I certainly don't. Well, they, yeah. they, 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 they go in a way such that, you know, I just give too much 
uh, of my time. I spend a lot of time, you know, those kind of things. Okay, that's you know, like uh, that's a, you you they make it look like that's a weakness, uh -huh. so that the employee look like oh that's a strength. That's, that's a, a strength. strength. Yep. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. And that's a but a good share of them uh, <laughs> I, from I hear her side. They really don't. Use that, yeah, tactic, not that no. if, yeah. if you will, because nobody wants to admit that they have a weakness so, to a potential uh, uh, employer. So I got a question on yes. work history. Bruce Williams was uh, the host of TalkNet, okay, a radio uh, show that was heard across the United States, and he would always tell callers mm -hmm. asking about this kind of thing that you don't have to report all of your work history. So let's say I, if David Baker worked for ABC Ice Cream Company, if there is such a thing. And I worked there from 1986 to 1987, but I had a bad experience there. Mm -hmm. And I, it was just a little part-time job. You don't, he said you don't have to put all those down. That is as, correct. Uh, you don't have to report every one of your jobs. That is that correct. That yeah. is correct. Okay. One of the things I looked at now in interviewing uh, is that when you didn't put, there were gaps. Mm -hmm. Right. And that looks bad to me yep. as one of them. Yeah, what'd you do for yeah. the last yeah. for nine years? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you Very give true. me this, you work for yeah. five years, and all of a sudden now for the last three years, mm -hmm. there's nothing that you know yeah. that you record on your uh, resume. Right. If, and so that, that made me search more. So Yeah, Bruce said that if it was a small job, a part-time yeah. job, and it was a oh, negative, yeah. and you were there very briefly. Right. That's yeah. the kind of thing. But, yeah, I, I think if it was a substantial period yeah. of your life, yeah. you better tell people yeah. you worked there. Yeah. Uh, and even with, uh, in addition to what you just said, David, and even with a substantial company, uh, you, you know, yeah, you can probably uh, get by with the gap if you work for John Doe's lawnmower service. But you don't want to have a gap there to where, well, you left, uh, uh, you know, Chrysler a big, a Corporation big or something yeah, right, like right. that. Mm -hmm. And what happened here? Because those companies keep records. Mm -hmm. John Doerr's lawnmower service probably is not right. going to keep a record on you. Right. But Chrysler Corporation will because they're going to have to report to the government sometime yeah. or another. So that's kind of how that okay. works, Dave. All right. So, work history. Work history. Yes. Well, we kind of talked about that right then and there for yeah. that matter. Yeah. Now, strengths and accomplishments. We always hear it strengths and weaknesses, mm -hmm. but strengths and accomplishments. Now, that gives the prospective employee an opportunity to shine. Okay. Because those are two positives. Mm -hmm. My strengths, and what did I accomplish as a result of those strengths? And uh, so I have some listed. Now, if, if you have weak accomplishments and weak strengths, <laughs> you better dress them up a little bit. You can't go right. in there and straight up lie. But on the other hand, you can't say, well, I was a number one salesman out of, uh, you know, 500 salesmen, and you're actually 499. And that's not going to fly mm -hmm. because sometimes companies will look at as best they can any work history that is positive. They're not going to want to go dig up negative stuff because sometimes negative stuff is a direct result of personality conflicts. And, and the boss wrote you up because he didn't like you, mm. although you were working overtime and doing your job very, very well. So that's a sticky area there, and you have to treat that with some mm. real thought so you don't box yourself in. So what about community accomplishments or awards? For example, Pastor Kirk and I, I haven't looked at your walls all that close, but I really like your artwork in your office, Pastor. But uh, I uh, have got all sorts of awards. I've got the Barb Womack uh, Media Award. Uh, 
I've been named uh, a nominated as staff member of the year at St. Ambrose two, three times. Um, there's, there's all sorts of honors and awards. Do, do you talk about those things or is that, is that bragging or is that, is this where you put that down? You want no, to talk this, about this stuff? That's right. Right here and there or here and now for that matter is where you'd put that accomplishments okay. uh, conversation out. You don't have to, you know, really get carried away. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying I'm a sales guy. There's nothing wrong with telling that prospective uh, uh, employer that's a, of a sales organization, well, I was number one salesman for four years, sir. Oh, yeah. just, you know, number one salesman for four years yeah. or however many years speaks for itself. You don't have to embellish it or, mm-hmm. you know, go off on the deep end of, on the kind of information. Right. You know, you don't have or to. A young person listening might have been named employee of the month mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the at the ice cream shop. Yep. I keep using ice cream probably because I, I like ice cream and it's That's been warm out lately. But, you know, at the, at the ice cream shop, employee of the month or a car wash or something like that, they if they have such honors. Yeah, doesn't hurt to tell people. Hey, doesn't help to, yeah. Yeah, you know, nothing wrong with, with with patting your own back if it's a legit. Right. You can't make up stuff. But <laughs> right. on the other hand, it's nothing wrong with patting your back and right. you're like the number one uh, salesman at the or uh, a dipper of ice cream. You yeah, know, right? I dip exactly. More ice cream than anybody else in the day. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's okay. all good. And again, it depends good. upon the job. I know we talk about the one page resume, but if you if you applying for let's say. A senior management job, you you, you better have a little a, history. You bring a portfolio in, mm-hmm, you and mm-hmm. in you know, and that's what I've done. I mean, in my portfolio, when I bring, it has those accomplished fast certificates. Mm-hmm. They were in there. Everything that made me look good mm-hmm. was in that portfolio because you know you got a different level that they're looking at. Even mm-hmm. even those outside activities, they want to know how involved are you are in your community. Right. Well, yeah. Both of you are right. I'm going to go back to what David said earlier about community involvement. That is big. Yeah. That is big. Now, the 20-year-old is probably not going to have any history in that regard, or he may. He may coach a kid's basketball team. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. And, and Pastor Kirk indicated, well, you know, if you are a man of accomplishment, well, yeah, you're going to have maybe two or three. So the circumstance fits the history of the individual, right. if you will. I'm and glad the job. you brought that up. And the and job, the job. You, uh, you, of course. you're applying for. You know, yeah. you probably would need that kind of resume mm-hmm. or that kind of history uh, applying for your ice cream company or mm-hmm. maybe a, a, a company where that you just a – a factory worker, uh-huh. but let's say if you move into some type of managerial position, a supervisory position, you, people want to know that. You know, it shows you your involvement uh, not only with with inside the organization mm-hmm. but outside, and how well you get along with people. You know, right, right, and and uh, great point there, Pastor, because getting along with people is a very, very important oh, aspect yeah. of just yeah. about any job on the planet. Right. When you get right down to it. So okay. you want to move on, David? Yeah, I got, sure. Okay. I want to hear more. Okay. Just want to make sure we, we stay on time here. Yeah, Role fine. play. This is a big one. When I entered the pharmaceutical business, that's something we did, and I was in that business 20-some years. That is something we did all the time. 
and most of the time it'd be with the manager. So it was a very stressful situation. If Pastor Kirk here is, is a cardiologist, I got to go in there and sell him my product that is applicable to the science okay. of cardiology. Okay. And that was a very, very uh, nerve-wracking experience, but very, very important uh, for that matter. So uh, role play with a friend, your teacher, your mom, your dad, but talk to somebody. So, number one, you learn your craft if you're a salesperson, and that is my background, so I mm-hmm. have to kind of address that more than anything else. But uh, that's a very, very important thing, and it helps uh, develop your, 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 your sales skills. Okay. That's simple. That's yeah. simple. Uh, also, this is big, and I have to give my wife credit again. Daggone, she probably could have come in here and done a better job. <laughs> we'll have her next time. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Now, she's getting paid. Deer's paying her, so you, oh, know, okay. you better be careful now, Dave. Oh, okay. Well, then we, we don't have a budget for that. Yeah. Now, here's, yeah. A, here's a very good uh, uh, a piece of advice, again, from her. Explore YouTube. YouTube, as we all know, they got all kind of stuff on there, mm-hmm. good, bad, or indifferent. But she did um, uh, uh, suggest to just go to YouTube, pull up uh, sales skills. Any number of, of commands will generate something that you can probably use. The more imaginative you are, it's probably on there somewhere. It's kind of mm-hmm. like uh, Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and another guy were taking a couple of insurance tests <laughs> over the weekend, and believe it or not, it blew me away. There's a couple of questions that we couldn't find in the study material. He Googled them, and Google answered it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No, it blew me away. You know, I'm struggling because yeah. I'm yeah. looking in the study material, and he Googled them, and they were there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, for whoever's listening to information, Google will or Google and or uh, YouTube will be uh, can be a, a major assistance. Uh, explore Google, oh YouTube. I said for help advice. Uh, now dressing is a very very important aspect of of uh, of you know applying for work for a job. I think right now, this is both of my kids, uh, and I'll use them as examples, they work in the pharmaceutical business. It used to be when I was working, I was dressed like Pastor Kirk here. Pastor Kirk is in a suit today. Yeah. Yeah. Without a tie. Yeah. But it is, he's not on duty. He's not on duty as a church pastor at the moment. He's doing the Kirk and Baker show. Now, Both of them. Now, my daughter, she's a little bit more of a better dresser than my son. He can go see a cardiologist in a pair of khakis, a a polo, Mm -hmm. and he's okay. I couldn't do that. He'd get fired, quite frankly. So, anyway, dress to the occasion. Dress to the, to the, to the, not command, but certainly to the likings of, as best you can, of your potential employer or who you're talking to. You know, kind of match up with him. We used to try to match up with doctors. We had doctors in my territory that were natty dressers, much like Pastor Kurt. Uh, a vest, so mm-hmm. forth and so on. And we had guys that dressed like this. So you didn't want to go Chuck's in. got a polo shirt on today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want to go in and down dress or out dress your customer. Mm-hmm. That can be damaging, not to everybody, but it can. Some people will notice it. So if I'm applying for a job at that ice cream shop, mm-hmm. the ABC ice cream shop, do I wear a suit for my job interview if I'm a teenager? Do I pop a suit on if I'm a, a 
a female? Am I putting a, a nice prom dress on or something like that? Something you wear to a wedding or how do you, how are you dressing? I would advise against that because probably number one, the other employees are, unless you go in there kind of on the QT and see how the other employees are dressed, it might be advisable. It's not likely. Okay. You're not going to work in an ice cream shop dressed like a pastor. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I agree 100% that you do, you, if you're applying for you kind of uh, a mirror key, you mirror that uh, company that you're working for. Okay. So you you come dressed almost accordingly uh, in the interview process, not saying not with the suit, but mm-hmm. maybe a clean pair of dockers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah. a polo shirt, you know, okay. that kind of thing, you know, that mm-hmm. It could fit in that whatever. To fit in, yeah. So, but if not, if I'm going into uh, some managerial position, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna first of all, I'm gonna go wearing a suit and a tie because mm-hmm. I'm I'm interviewing for a job. It's a managerial position, office kind of thing, uh, and uh, yeah, I would. Yeah. Because you can always dress down. Always, yeah. If you okay. go in there maxed out, yeah. it doesn't fit, and then you're in trouble. See? So <laughs> right. There you go. Well, especially if you're dressed better than the person or persons yeah, doing the interview. Yeah. And, and you're going to test his ego. That's right. what you're going to do. Well, you probably don't want to do that right yeah. away. Right. See? So, right. And then finally, finally, which I think is an excellent idea, explore job fairs. There's a lot of those going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's an easy one. I mean, easy to do, if you will, you know, because even at a job fair, if you dress like I'm dressed now, you're probably going to run into some folks dressed like I'm dressed Mm -hmm. now. Also, there's going to be folks there dressed like uh, Pastor Kurt. Well, if you really want to go after that company, then maybe you try Mm -hmm. to manage it, and you can go up and talk to the gentleman. Oh, Mm -hmm. you're working for, or you are the manager for XYZ company. Mm -hmm. Is that true, sir? Well, normally I would dress a little bit differently, but I'm trying to be comfortable. You can probably excuse your way out of being underdressed in his eyes because he knows, because you won't be the only one underdressed there or overdressed. I think it works probably both ways. Wouldn't you agree? I agree. Yeah. You know, what about uh, nowadays for us, you know, getting an interview, uh, you know, things like Indeed, uh, all these other different uh, application. Mm -hmm. uh, Recruiter type uh, guys. Recruiter type uh, websites that you go in, you put your resume in there, and they send that out to different people. Mm -hmm. Have you... uh, I'm not, back in the day, <laughs> when I was out looking for a job, well, I've always been you know, un, uh, employed, so I, I, I would be not a good example. But I think they have a place in, in, in you know, the world, if you will, of, of job searching. But I just don't have much experience or, I'm going to leave it right there, experience on how well they work. I do remember when... I've changed jobs. I did use a couple of local recruiters, a guy by the name of, I can't even remember his last name, but I always found my own job. I guess that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I was able to go direct to the company, you know, when the recruiter was in town because there was networks around. Hey, uh, so-and-so's hiring, and then you'd call into that company, and again, that was pharmaceutical work, and then when I retired, I got into insurance, and that's easy to do. Insurance companies are always looking for agency, and here I am. <laughs> Have you noticed how things have changed, you know, in the last 20 years that uh, when I was coming up, if you weren't looking for a job, where you would go? Newspaper. Yep. Yep. 
Yep, and that you is know, very, very you true. To, you would go to newspaper, mm-hmm. look down mm-hmm. all the different mm-hmm. classifications mm-hmm. of jobs, and that's where I would go. And then, you know, you, uh, the job service mm-hmm. was more of the reference kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You go there, you let them know that you look for a job, and they'll call you, you know. Yep. Uh, when I came here with FedEx, I used uh, the Moline Job Service as uh, my referral. Mm-hmm. But now with the, you know, the, the websites and and, and very recently, you know, for uh, for Yap, and you had uh, what's it, you know, those jobs mm-hmm. that we we were hiring for, we put those on Indeed, and the person would go in there, and they took care of everything for you, sent you the information, the one that was, you know, so that right. that worked well for us, yep. you know. Yep. Yeah. Well, we are talking with Chuck Taylor about job interviewing and and landing that job. A um, couple of questions I've got would be. If you're young, do you put your grade point average on that resume? I used to, and I took that off a long, long time ago because that's irrelevant at this point that I, I made the uh, dean's list or uh, what was I, uh, cum, cum laude or whatever I was when I graduated with my Bachelor of Arts degree. It, it doesn't matter in 2022. If I, if I tell people what my GPA is, they might think I've got some other problems going on right now. I'd say, why is he, why is he dwelling on that so much? Brian? I would think, Dave, and I don't have. Come up to the. I would think, Dave. Chuck was leaning back. I'm having him come to the mic. Yeah. There you go. Uh, pardon me, folks. Yeah. I, I, I was, would think that in today's workplace climate job arena, if you will, yeah, if you're going to, say, coming here to St. Ambrose uh, University to look for work, you probably would want to have your grade point out there, if you had a good, good grade point, because this is a, a, a an institution of learning, yeah. and learning is impacted directly by your grade point. However, I hear my wife talk to welders to, to trying to leave their company to mm-hmm. work for Deere, mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard her ask a great point for for anything. And you better know what you're doing if if you're a welder. Right. So it does take some study. But basically they do ask for what certificates have you gotten? Oh, yeah. Certifications. She does ask for a certificate. Yeah. Not a great point. You want to know that you're certified. Right, right. That's That's a good idea. And that'd be under your... Uh, work history, you yeah, put yeah, that, that kind of information. That might be up here somewhere, yeah. but you're yeah. right, Pastor. Yeah. Okay. You so, got to have that certificate. Yeah, you, you know, but, you know, a skilled interviewer, and your wife definitely is. I think she is now. A uh, skilled interviewer would, would uh, those follow-up questions mm-hmm. that would cover a lot of things that not necessarily on the resume or that you failed to leave off, mm-hmm. you know, with those gaps or anything else, uh, in, in conversation, because most of the time your standard questions uh, are just that they're standard questions because mm-hmm. you have to ask everybody the same questions. Yep. But the follow-up questions mm-hmm. are based upon you and what you and your responses. Mm-hmm. So a skilled interviewer would have the follow-up questions uh, based upon what they're hearing from the particular applicants. So. And I and I listen to some of her uh, uh, interviews, and she's getting good enough now where she can pick up on how they answer the question. Mm. <laughs> now she can't come back and say, "I don't believe you." No, that yeah. can't fly. Yeah. But on the other hand, she may ask a couple of more companion questions to that shaky question just to see, you know, how much truth she's getting. Well, that kind of enters into some of the decision. Now her role does not 
exist, or her role does not consist, I should say, of yes or no. She passes them on, they get a grade, and then they get passed on to another another level yeah. of uh, possibility or not right. possible right. sort of type thing. So. Well, and I know that we've had several positions open in our department, and when we interview, I've done some snooping on social media mm-hmm. to see how they have interacted. The one thing I don't like is when people delete their social media mm-hmm. because they don't want anyone to see anything mm-hmm. about any part of their life that they've ever done anything. Mm-hmm. And they think that that's a de- Facebook or uh, TikTok. They think that's a detract. It will take away from mm-hmm. their potential of getting a job. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they post uh, something that is uh, uh, quite harmless, like a, a picture of their dog mm-hmm. or a sunrise, mm-hmm. but they should probably go through their, I would recommend their social media and delete posts or limit who sees posts if it's something that is outlandish like somebody at a bar doing something that they shouldn't be doing that's that's and they just happen to be or, there or something diabolical that yeah. you've posted or if anybody is posting political information you as a company person may not want that person on your team because they can't keep it neutral at all, mm-hmm. that they're they're going all out for one side or the other, and maybe they're making outlandish statements that yeah. you might not want to be associated mm-hmm. with. If, I, if I'm uh, uh, applying for a job at Third Missionary Baptist Church and I'm wearing a George Wallace for President <laughs> T-shirt, there is a very good chance my friend, even though he's my friend, <laughs> Rogers Kirk, may not interview me if I if I'm talking about how great George Wallace was. Well, I'm going to interview you. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I will interview you. <laughs> and maybe in my interviewing, I will convert you. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to guess that Pastor Rogers Kirk did not vote for Rod, uh, for George Wallace. I'm I'm just going to go out on a limb. That's a guess, but he doesn't have to tell me that. But no, that is I know he did carry some of the southern states in '68, but not Pastor Kirk. He didn't carry any of the states. That we, other we, guy. We know who you're but, talking about. But what I'm talking about is, from the social media standpoint, I recommend that. And then LinkedIn. Yeah. You can have a resume up on LinkedIn now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's double-edged sword here. Employers, they can see. LinkedIn subscribers, if you're on the professional, uh, you can pay a membership at so many dollars a month. You can see who looks at your profile. So that, you know, oh, oh, I see so-and-so from Deer and Company or so-and-so from Chrysler looked at my web, my my LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And I have seen people look at my LinkedIn. And I thought, why are you looking at my LinkedIn? And that's, it's a little bit, it's kind of a reverse creeper. (laughs) something's wrong about it 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 would make me uncomfortable yeah but uh but some of the people that have looked at mine i think are insurance sales and i Mm -hmm. i think they were possibly looking hey maybe this guy might want to oh no he's worked he probably doesn't want to sell insurance he's worked at this university Mm -hmm. in this role for Mm -hmm. three decades Mm -hmm. plus and i doubt if he's going to want to sell insurance Mm -hmm. but but that's probably why they were looking. Or maybe, maybe they thought I was attractive. I have maybe. no idea. Oh, my goodness. Watch out. Baby. <laughs> it, the show is almost over, isn't it? <laughs> we really got out of the limb today. Yeah, yeah. Just, but, 
But you know, but I think having a nice, clean LinkedIn, I think a nice Facebook. I try to keep my Facebook lighthearted, and I talk about a lot of the community things we're involved in, and um, you know, and I think you got to be careful about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't even mess with Facebook. Yeah. Show you well, how. Well, that shows, yeah. I am. and that's fine too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but I think that the, the the key takeaway in that Facebook, uh, that uh, social media, is, is that we need to be very careful and warn. Uh, those applicants that be very careful about the social media mm-hmm. because they do look at that. You know, they they in hiring someone, they look at you outside of the company. They see you doing those kind of things, mm-hmm. drinking, fighting, or whatever those right, things right. that you put up. It, it, it speaks negative of you and your character a lot of times. Right. So. And those are those are decisions. Those are factors. So, well, Chuck, I think this has been really helpful. I, mean, I hope I, so. Hope so. I hope we got some people interested. Um, if people want to contact you, I know you say you sell insurance, but they could also follow up with you if you've got these job interviewing tips. And uh, how do they how do they find you? They can find me at area code five six three three four zero. 2673, also known as the phone number for Chuck Taylor Insurance. Okay. Chuck Taylor Insurance. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, do you see young people looking at an insurance career, by the way? Is that something really. that is? So they're not Mm-mm. they're not jumping on that. No, no, not, not based on my experiences in the community. In fact, the reason why I'm sitting in this chair right now, I'm not necessarily sitting in the chair for the purpose of trying to recruit young folks in yeah. the insurance business. I'm right. sitting in the chair here. Hopefully somebody may call me and ask me questions so they can make wise decisions right. on their insurance purchases yeah. with me or with whoever they wish. I'm yeah. trying to help out and add information and brain power to the community. And, and I think I've, that's how we And you've been a great community that. supporter. Yeah. You come to all Absolutely. so many, many community yeah. events and you, you have a table there and if uh, if people in the public listening to this podcast don't have a Chuck Taylor pen by now, Boy, they have, shame on them. They've been you locked up in the house for yeah, years. You ain't been around if you don't have yeah, a pen. You need to get a pen. If you get a pen, then I'm going to forgive you. Yeah. Okay? You, you need so, a Chuck Taylor pen. That's right. Yeah, right. You hadn't lived until you got a Chuck Taylor pen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he passes pens it's just out. just that serious. Nice pens, too. Tell nice yeah. pens. You yes, say that. Very, they're nice they're, quality. They're not pens. a big pen by any yeah, well, Ain't no pen that just stopped writing. That's right. Well, Chuck Taylor, thank you for these job interviewing tips. My pleasure. uh, pleasure. Look to the new school year. Until next time, I'm David Baker. And I'm Rogers Kirk. And we're so happy to have you tune in with us today. And thank you again, Mr. Chuck Taylor. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's just so good seeing you. This has been fun and hopefully helpful. Take care, everyone. Everyone.